T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. SEC Media Days have been going on in Atlanta as we are right around the corner from the start of the college football season. Very happy to be able to uh, welcome on to the program someone who covers the Tigers for uh, Power Mizzou. He is uh, Mitchell Forty. Mitchell, thanks so much for uh, taking a little bit of time with us today. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I was kind of struck, and, and you wrote about this, I was struck by the fact that Eli Drinkwitz is in- incredibly – He's not shy about saying that this team, this Missouri team, is the most talented team that he's had in his time there. Now, it's a, it's a somewhat short tenure. How good, let's start with this, how good can this team be this year and obviously a very tough SEC? Yeah, obviously, um, you know, kind of always the unknown going into every season, but I think especially this year because there is talent, but that talent is young, and you have a question mark at the most important position on the field, quarterback, and so it's hard to always know, um, you know, hard to predict how a team's going to do when you don't know what that situation is going to be. But Eli Drinkwitz, I think he's quietly confident that this team is going to have some things that were missing from his last couple. Um, I think most notably depth, you know, starting to get more of those guys that he recruited, those celebrated recruiting classes. Um, those pieces are going to start being contributors. He brought in 19 guys from either the transfer portal or the junior college ranks who should be able to fill some holes. Um, so I think they feel like there's, there's talent there. So there. Um, the, the schedule is challenging, um, although I would I would contend it's not nothing you know nothing impossible for or if you're playing in the SEC. I don't think it's you know notably harder than anyone else in the SEC by any means. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned, you know you've, you've got the question marks at quarterback. But I, I think in my mind that, that you know the coaching staff and, and everyone else, if you if you gave them some truth serum, would say that uh, that a winning record, getting above 500, is, is absolutely the goal. Let's go through the quarterback situation. What does that timeline look like? In, in a perfect world, you've got some time before the season gets started to have a, a lot of a, a very good idea of what you're going to be doing there. Yeah, so um, you know, right now it's it's there's four guys who um, are going to have a chance at the starting quarterback job. That's Jack Abraham, Brady Cook, Tyler Macon, and Sam Horn. Now, Eli Drinkwitz said yesterday that, that they pretty much have to get to a point here at the start of fall camp and camp is open August first, where they're down to a couple guys who are rotating with that first team just to try to you know build some chemistry, um, you know, get those guys some consistent reps with the first team offense, but that that doesn't necessarily disqualify the other guys from competing for the start job um so uh, you know i think that they'll they'll start with a couple guys there um and i think that the goal would probably be within about you know 
two weeks, maybe a week of the season opener, that Eli Drinkwitz probably has an idea of who is going to run the show and gets that guy you know, a full week's worth of reps with the first team. Now, I don't expect him to announce that publicly. I think we've seen in the past, if he doesn't have to say who's starting or are available at a given position, he probably won't. And that's not just him, that's college football coaches in general. Um, but, but that would be my thought, is that you, you enter fall camp with a couple guys who are kind of splitting the reps, and by, by the time you get to game week for the, the week leading up to week one, you have an idea of who the guy is going to be. Who do you like? Who do you think is going to be the starter in week one? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I could convince myself a couple of different ways. My, my thought process, just based on the way that Eli Drinkwitz handled the quarterback situation at the end of last season, going into the bowl game and then the offseason, is that Brady Cook and Jack Abraham are probably the two favorites. I would lean towards Jack Abraham just because you know we saw that Eli Drinkwitz was pretty desperate to bring in a transfer, which leads me to believe he's not extremely confident in Cook. But I, I definitely think the job is wide open to be won uh, by Cook if he has a strong fall camp. The scheduling this year, you have kind of the uh, the opponent that you want to start with against Louisiana Tech, but then you jump right into Kansas State before taking another step back against Abilene Christian. In a perfect world, would that schedule maybe be flipped where you're going Abilene Christian in that second game and you can continue to kind of work on some things before you hit a Power 5 opponent in K-State? Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, obviously, yes. Going on the road early in the, early in the season is really hard saw that last year on the road in the first four weeks at Kentucky and at Boston College, and especially when you're talking about a team that's young and not going to have a, a returning starting quarterback. Um, so, yeah, in a perfect world, that might be switched. But then again, then you would have a really tough four-week stretch with Kansas State leading into the stretch of at Auburn, home against Georgia, at Florida, which is a, a really tough three-game stretch uh, regardless of what comes before it. So, ultimately, like, you know, you play in the SEC, you, you play a quality out-of-conference game like Kansas State, it's, you're going to have some challenges on that schedule. Um, I do think that those two early road tests at Kansas State and at Auburn will be big for this team. I think we saw last year when Mizzou dropped those two early games, it just kind of hurt the momentum. Um, you know, only got 45,000 people average attendance the rest of the way. I think if you have a situation where Mizzou is coming into, um, you know, it's, it's the home game against against Georgia, you know, two and two with the only wins being against Louisiana Tech and Christian and then probably, you know, then coming back to its next home game, which I forget what that would be, but after the, the, the trip to Florida where it's, you know, potentially two and four, I think that it would be really hard to uh, to fill those stands. Mitchell Forty from Power Mizzou continuing to join us. Just a few more questions for him. You also wrote about the bravado that has been there has kind of been toned down a little bit for Drinkwitz where there's it's more of a quiet confidence more than the storm that he has really come in with. Now, in many ways, when you're in the SEC and you've had the record that they've had, maybe it's not not the best look to have that. Is, is that what leads to it? Is it the record over the last couple of years or is it something else that has kind of toned him down? I, my my thought is uh, it's mainly that you know he feels like uh, he's made an effort this off season to kind of save the talking for for the field. You know it's hard to to be a guy who you know kind of wants to throw some jabs, throw some zingers, do the, the kind of stand up comedy routine, and then not back it up with wins on the field. Uh, you know I think I think part of that is probably also learning your lesson in terms of how much attention <laughs> some of these comments get and how viral things can go, and that that can kind of cause more headaches than they're worth. But I think the bigger thing is just feeling like uh, that needs to be backed up on the field before we kind of see that come back to, uh, to, to Eli Drinkwitz's repertoire. 
from a league-wide perspective, and, and Greg Sankey was asked earlier in the week about comparing his editions of Texas and Oklahoma to the Big Ten's editions of UCLA and USC, and clearly the SEC and the Big Ten have emerged as the two destination locations right now in college football. Is it almost is it almost a victory lap for the SEC just when you look at everything that has happened in college football realignment and where the SEC has uh, played their role in that? I do think the SEC still feels really good about the addition of Texas and Oklahoma and where the league stands after that. I, I also do think, though, that, and, and you know, Sankey alluded to this, I mean, they would be dumb if they're not at least monitoring the, the options elsewhere. Now, I don't really know what those options would be because the ACC teams are so locked up with their grant of rights thing, it would seem to be difficult to extract them. I don't really think Notre Dame is a realistic option. And, you know, Sankey talked yesterday about trying to keep that contiguous footprint together, that geographic footprint. So, you know, teams that seem right for the picking right now are by 12 teams, that really would make sense but um you know things keep changing uh all these conferences are going to try to continue to consolidate power including the big 10 i think that the sec is open to the idea that it could add more if it needed to and certainly there are tons of teams that would be interested but my sense certainly from talking to from hearing sankey yesterday is that he feels good about the 16 teams the sec has right now and there's certainly no rush to add to that that group yeah, like the most high-profile team out there would be Clemson, and Clemson would probably jump at the opportunity. And other schools from the SEC, like Florida State and Miami, have been mentioned. But it, I, I guess I see it with Clemson. But really, at the end of the day, when you look at the strength of the conference, even at Clemson, does that really actually do that much for the SEC when they already have so many teams on a year-in, year-out basis that could be contending for a national title? question you know the thing that people don't understand is that you know if you add a team did we lose mitchell mitchell going once i think we lost him he was about to give a really good answer too all right that's to me had him for a second what's that you still there we lost you just for a second Okay. Uh, ho- hopefully you, you didn't miss too much of that, but I, I was kind of agreeing with your point in saying that um, what people don't necessarily understand is that when you add teams to these leagues, it has to be a valuable enough team or teams that it still increases the amount of, of money that each team is going to get when you split that payout more ways. So if the SEC were to go to 18 teams, it ha- it, they have to bring enough value that, that the teams are getting more money when you split the revenue 18 ways instead of 16. And I think Clemson and Florida State would probably do that, but I don't know for sure, and I don't know if anyone else knows for sure. But I think the point is kind of moot because of the fact that the ACC teams are locked into their television agreement through 2036. All right, last thing for you. Explain the whole Eli Drinkwitz mustache camp thing. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I missed the t- when he initially said that. I guess he was on the SEC radio or something like that. It was, I think, typical Drinkwitz kind of, you know, joking about, uh, actually, I don't think, I think he's going to actually do it, but uh growing out a Top Gun mustache during fall camp. I know last year he kind of grew out his beard. So um, I think that just kind of became a headline because there were fewer headlines than expected out of him yesterday. Um, you know, he was a little more subdued, as we mentioned. So we'll, I guess, be on the lookout for uh, for his, his facial hair. He'll be on facial hair watch during August. Very good. He is Mitchell Forty, covers uh, Missouri for uh, Power Mizzou. Follow him on Twitter at Mitchell, the number four, the letter D. Mitchell, thanks so much for your time. Great stuff. Look forward to talking to you again in the future. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Awesome. There's Mitchell Forty joining us here on Sports Open Line. It's just, 
it is tough for me. And look, admittedly, I'm the new guy, right? Like I have, uh, I have not lived here in in 20 years, but I've certainly continued to uh, pay attention to what's going on. And I'll be here's where I'm coming from. I still wish Missouri was in the Big 12, just from a competitive standpoint. And I went to a Big 12 school. I am a proud graduate of Kansas State University, and I, I wish that. I, I wish I could see K-State come to Columbia. Now, from a financial standpoint, makes all the sense in the world for Missouri to be in the SEC. You get that opportunity. You don't turn it down. You go there. But he, uh, Mitchell mentioned the fact that Greg Sankey was open about the fact that for the good of college sports, if they're going to add schools, they want to make sure to add schools to the footprint. They don't want it to be a Big Ten situation where a USC and a UCLA are joining the league and you're going, what? why? What are... You got these cross-country flights, and you know, you just imagine the the swimming and diving team at USC flying all the way to Rutgers, and it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? We're doing this so some college football teams can, or a conference can have a better college football, and that that's the world we live in. Like every other college athlete, if you don't play college football and if you don't play men's basketball to a, a lesser extent, everybody else gets hurt by the realignment stuff for the most part. Now, Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC makes sense because it falls inside of the footprint. But some of the other crazy stuff that's going on, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But what I was trying to get to is it's really, really hard to evaluate Missouri on how good or not good they may be when they are playing in that league. And you you are held to the absolute highest standard when you are playing in the SEC and the schedule that goes along with that. Even when you have an easy SEC schedule, it's tougher than pretty much every other Power 5 league in the country. 314-436-7900. You can call, you can text, you can also call 800-925-1120. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Uh, We'll come back, we'll get back into baseball. Any chance, any chance that Juan Soto could become a Cardinal? That's the social media buzz today. I don't think it's happening, but we'll discuss it next. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.